is there anybody in the room that you've never heard Gee minister or speak? Okay, yes, there are some. Okay, good. Well, anyways, let me just share just a few seconds. Uh, Guy and Elka are precious and wonderful, and uh, they have been ministering all around the world, and you're going to see their ministry uh, promo here that just lets you know where they're doing, what God has been doing in their lives. He's been coming to our church for, like I said, over 15 years and just being a blessing to the body of Christ. Amen. They're anointed and they're appointed for this time and for this hour. And I believe that God's given them a word for you and I. Amen. Now, he can be a little animated. He can look intimidating. But he's really a sweet, sweet guy. He really is. He is. He just looks like he wants to eat you and beat you up. But he really doesn't, okay? So, you know. Hallelujah, he is, he's awesome, but, so he might yell a little bit, he might get a little excited, but that's okay, you probably need it, all right, hallelujah, so just get ready to be blessed, and we're going to turn him loose, amen, thank God for, for, the, for the power of the Holy Spirit, amen, all right, go ahead and roll that video. Reconciliation Ministries International presents World Missions. No one has the right to come to this world and leave it the way he or she found it. Dr. Gee and Ilka Pei have answered the call, preaching the gospel of power in more than 100 countries. Their vision is the world. Their passion is for souls. Their mission is to equip believers, training them in the supernatural, teaching them how to display the championship quality of Jesus in every area of their lives. As long as you stay aligned with the Word of God, something is moving in the spiritual dimension of the universe. And before too long, there's going to be interference between the spiritual world and the natural world. Natural laws are going to be broken. You are going to be healed. You are going to be delivered. God's going to provide for you. Something's going to happen. You're going to break beyond limitations. Dr. Guy and Ilka travel the world reaching this generation with the love of Jesus Christ, sharing the message of God's power, signs and wonders through church services, miracle crusades, leadership conferences, mission trips, training seminars, Bible schools, TV and media, women's conferences, social outreaches, and literature in different languages. His grace covers your weakness. His grace covers all what makes you nothing. His grace covers your shame. His grace covers your pain. His grace covers your hurt. His grace covers your betrayal. His grace covers your downfall. Why you can say, I am born to win. I am born to win. I'm not gonna call myself a dead dog anymore. I'm not gonna sit at home in self pity comparing myself with others. But I know that I have a covenant with a king of kings. God is confirming his word. The sick are healed, the deaf are hearing, even the dead have been raised from the dead.
With their social and humanitarian outreach, Dr. Guy and Ilka Pei help the poor by building water wells and providing food. They also help indigenous pastors around the world. They believe that as missionaries to the nations, we need to have more than just the language of words. We also need the language of actions. Through their marketplace ministry, they empower business people to be successful by applying kingdom and biblical principles in their business. Through their prayer ministry, they organize and mobilize prayer around the world through the Prayer Shield Network. You can submit your prayer request and you can join the world prayer team at www.gepay.com. To God be the glory. Well, good morning, everybody. Jesus Christ is Lord. Let me repeat that for the hearing in prayer. Jesus Christ is Lord. Jesus Christ is King. How many of you appreciate your pastors? After all these... Don't grab the butt. Okay, you know, I still need to learn how to do this, you know. Need to go to school. After all these years, they still love me. So that was something with me. After, after messing up all these years and praise the Lord. Well, uh, I'm glad you're here today. I want to encourage you. We have another service this evening. And the way these meetings work sometimes, most of the time, it, they're not going to be the same. It's going to get stronger. Amen. And so I want to encourage you, you know, if you know somebody who needs healing, somebody who needs a touch from God, you want them to be in these meetings. Now, it's Sunday morning. Um, I'm going to start slow. The temperature is going to rise. And and so don't take it personal. (laughs) You know, so I want to encourage you to really make the most out of these meetings. It's the beginning of the year. I'm kind of like I'm having a prophetic charge. So, um. I'm in a prophetic vein. And very quickly, let me just let you know, we have a table in the back and we have tremendous resources. You know, uh, one of the mark of this ministry, signs and wonders, but it's also revelation. A lot of revelation, a lot of the materials are didactic and equipping in nature. So if you want to learn something, if you want to grow and develop your faith, this is a great book on marriage. Actually, last time when we were here, we did a marriage seminar. Does if you remember that? Uh, I don't want to take a lot of my time, but trust me, this is a very powerful book. Now, my wife talked about uh, what you carry. Uh, One of the chapters here, we talk about the storage room and home improvement. We go around the house and talk about the different areas of your home and then how it relates to your relationship. Now, on top here, it says it's not all about love. Somebody said, why would you want to write a book on relationship and say it's not all about love? I thought love was everything that you need. Well... Love is not the only thing that you need to build a successful uh, relationship. Thank you for your enthusiasm. <laughs> so you're going to need more than love. There are people who are divorced today who still love each other. There was something that came up in the relationship that even love could not keep together. Amen? Now, in the United States, if you want to drive in the United States, the government makes sure that you, you read a book, that you take a, a, a test a practical test, a theoretical test. Only when they're satisfied that you 
met all the curriculum requirement, then they give you something called a driver's license. But the same government, if you want to get married, all you need is enough brain to find the door of the courthouse. Thank you for your support. And, and so that's why sometimes your car lasts longer than your relationships. Please don't raise your hand. It's not an auto call. Because you read books to learn how to drive. But when it comes to relationships, you just wing it on a feeling. And feelings are chemicals that change every 60 seconds. So the richest man who ever lived, King Solomon, he says, through wisdom, a house is built. Through understanding, it is established. Through knowledge, the rooms are filled with all kinds of precious jewels. What King Solomon was saying was, if you want to build a successful relationship and family, don't just go after emotions or feelings. Go after knowledge. Go after wisdom. Go after understanding. Amen? You need to understand the idiosyncrasy of the male, the female, how to manage emotions, disappointment. If you don't, you're going to dump that relationship when pressure builds up. Dr. Sparrow won the Nobel Peace Prize, you know, did a discovery that between the 16 and 26 weeks of gestation, babies uh, have a chemical reaction that slows the development of the right sides of the brain that baby, baby girls do not have. Which confirms what every woman already knows, that every man is born brain damaged. <laughs> and the left side and the right side of your brain will affect every facet of the relationship that you have. So you're going to need more than just feelings. First year of marriage, the man speaks and the woman listens. Second year of marriage, the woman speaks and the man listens. Third year of marriage, the man and the woman are speaking and the neighbors are listening. Terrific book. Can you hold this for me? Thank you very much. Uh, this is a great book on signs and wonders. On the mark of God in our ministry is miracle signs and wonders. Great 28 things you can do to position yourself to receive your miracles. When I was here last year, I talked a little bit on the camels. There's a little bit, slight, a slight connection with what I'm talking about today. But these, these are MP3. What is an MP3? It's a USB flash drive that you can use. You know, most people don't use CDs anymore. I mean, some of you might use CDs. I mean, you can go home and pay your dinosaur. But uh, uh, most cars don't even have a CD player anymore. They use your phone, and then you do something called CarPlay, and you can't even play. So this is a USB flash drive, so you can use it, like put it on the side of your computer, download 10, 20 messages, or put it in your car where you charge your phone, and you have all these messages. And this is an amazing series called The Camels Are Coming. There's like 10 messages on there. Amen. And this is a great, uh, another teaching called Enlargement. There's some teachings out there by my wife. And this finally, this is something called the Evangel Cube. It's something that helps you share the gospel under five minutes. Very easy. You know, you just follow the arrows. Uh, you can say, can I talk to you for a second? You're separated from the light. You're in darkness. Jesus died on the cross for you. He was buried for three days. He rose on the third day. He created a pathway for you to go to heaven. He rescued you from hell. Today you can make a choice to be in the darkness or come to the light. It's so easy. It might take a theologian to get you confused on how to use it. I'm not making fun of theologians because I am one. So uh, anything you buy on that table, of course, goes towards our Bridge of Hope. We are very much involved and very active globally. And right now we're building a school in the nation of Senegal. And so anything you buy on our table, not only you're going to get substantial revelation but you know you're going to participate in world mission
Now I want you to go this morning with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. I am going to introduce the topic today, and we are going to really get into it this evening. And hopefully we get to minister to a couple of people here this morning and pray for the sick and whatever the Spirit of God wants to do. So I come into service like you with my expectation. Pray it up, study up, but then we just heal to the Spirit as He leads. Amen? Now, this is not my first rodeo in this church. I know I'm like a bull in a china shop. Thank you for your collaboration. Uh, we strongly believe in the operation of the gifts of the Spirit, and so do your leaders. They, they have a culture. That's why they let me come. And, and so, but the Bible says, you know, let one prophesy, let the other judge. So there must be a prophetic protocol and dialogue when the gifts of the Spirit are in operation. That simply means that if you get a word from me, that doesn't mean that you have to reorganize, reorganize your life and move to Timbuktu tomorrow. <laughs> simply means that you have to take it and you have to write it down and you have to ponder on it. All right? Very important. So... And I know that because of the malpractice of some of these gifts, people are close to it. But 1 Corinthians 12 speaks of gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14, gifts of the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 13, love. So if it has to be centered around the love of God. Amen. And in the context of the New Testament, gifts are for exhortation, edification, and comfort. Amen. So in the same breath, the Bible says, not despise prophecy. Amen. And I'm going to build my case to you a lot. I'm going to build my case theologically before I get into the revelation of what I have to share this morning. So, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 16. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Yes. Am, I, am I doing good holding the microphone? Yes. Thank you. As long as I don't go back to the. the yeah, that's a key. Come on. So, just my wife is going to help me. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter. Is something wrong, Michael? First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. For a great and effective door has opened to me. Thank you. And there are many adversaries. Uh, and then 2 Corinthians 12, uh, 2.12. Furthermore, I came to throw us to preach Christ's gospel. And a door was opened to me. Let's stand up one more time very quickly. Let's stand up. Praise be to God. Raise your hands towards heaven. And let's make this prophetic declaration together. Say this. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come before you. I boldly declare that I believe in the supernatural. I believe in miracles. This evening, Lord. Oh, this morning, Lord. There you go. I ask you to give me eyes to see, ears to hear. A heart to receive, a will to obey, and faith to act. In the name of Jesus Christ, I take my position in Christ, and I take authority over every spirit that does not confess the name of Jesus. I command them to leave this place, and I declare that this place is an open heaven. The Spirit of God is free to move. The angels of God are ascending and descending. They are going to and fro to execute the commands of God's word. 
Preach Holy Spirit. Teach Holy Spirit. Prophesy Holy Spirit. Heal the sick God. Do what only you can do. And take all the glory. In the matchless name of Jesus. Can you burn with a shout and say amen? All right, you may be seated. So Charles Finney, the famous revivalist, made a statement. He said, there will be no revival if Mr. Amen or Mr. Wet Eye are not present in the meeting. So I stole that from him and I changed it a little bit and made it my own. And Agipe said that there will be no revival if Mr. Amen, if Mr. Hallelujah or Mrs. Glory are not present in the meeting. So I wonder if Mr. Amen show up this morning. I wonder if Mr. Hallelujah is here this morning. I wonder if Mrs. Glory is here this morning. Some people come to church to spectate. Some people come to church to speculate. Some people come to church to pontificate. Hello? Those of you who love to think in nuances. We love to divide matters, the existential, ontological, interrogative, has pierced your thinking. Hello? Some people come to church to spectate. Some people come to church to speculate. Some people come to church to pontificate. But God is looking for someone that will come in to participate. Can you participate this morning by saying amen with fire? Can you say hallelujah with fire? Can you say glory three times? Tell somebody next to you, this is my season for open doors. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, God has some open doors for you this season. Amen. You know, uh, when you walk with God and when you serve God, one of the things that you must master is the ability to be spiritually sensitive in the spirit. Hello? That sensitivity in the spirit is gold. Hello? Very important. You must know how to respond to the impulses of the spirit. Well, somebody said, well, I don't need that. I'm anointed. Well, being anointed even is not enough. Because the administration of the anointing is sensitivity dependent. Hello? So what I'm trying to say to you is that you will lose out on many prophetic things that God has for you when you come into a new season. If you do not have an eye or an ear to hear and see what the Spirit of God is saying. The Bible says, let him that has an ear hear. What the Spirit is saying to the church. This will give us what I call a prophetic advantage. Somebody say the prophetic advantage. Esther 614. I'm building my case like a lawyer this morning. So the elders of the Jews build and prosper through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Edom. So they build and prosper. It was not just the prophetic but the, the impulses of the Spirit, the leadership of the Spirit, is what helped them achieve what they were doing. All right? Something super came over their natural. Hosea 12, 13. By a prophet, by a prophet. Somebody say, by a prophet. 
by a prophet the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt and by a prophet he was preserved. The prophet did not bring them out. God brought them out, but God used the prophetic, the prophetic impulses and the prophetic, the direction of the prophetic to bring them out and to release deliverance. Second Chronicles 20, 20, hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitant of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, you shall be established, believe in his prophet, and you shall prosper. What I'm trying to tell you again, sensitivity of the spirit is gold. Hello, that you got to master, you got to learn how to respond to the impulses of the spirit so you can step into that breakthrough, step into that deliverance, step into the power of God and the miraculous and the supernatural. I'm trying to tell you that prophecy or that supernatural dimension, that supernatural intelligence of the spirit is a spiritual force that has the ability to program or reprogram possibilities in your life and that you have to understand that the prophetic has two dimensions that the assignment of the prophetic is number one to reveal somebody say to reveal and then to create to create all right to reveal and to create when I don't know what I'm supposed to do then God will put me into that path to be able to step into that direction but it's also to create to create something that is not there there are instances in the scripture many times where it seems like based on statistic based on predictability based on zip code nothing could happen you know there was a famine in Samaria people were eating their kids and eating donkeys head and dove dongs and the king was so angry was going to kill the prophet but the prophet said about this time tomorrow there'll be food at the gate of Samaria it looks impossible in the natural but that prophetic advantage that impulse of the spirit released something and you know what it happened even the officer that had military training couldn't see how it could happen in the natural but God did something powerful and that becomes a word of encouragement for somebody it doesn't matter how bad or how bleak your circumstances are the spirit of God can cause you to leap over a wall and run through a troop and break through the impossible by it's not by might not by power but by my spirit says the Lord so the prophetic reveals but it also has the ability to create I wonder if Mr. Amen has left the building earlier Romans chapter 4 verse 17, we call those things that be not, come on, as though they are. In other words, when you respond to the impulses of the spirit, when there's this operation of power that is in your life, you can call the favor that be not and make it appear. Call the lifting that be not and make it appear. Now, we find that in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8, I like how the Bible puts it, it says, God is able to make all grace not some grace, all grace abound towards you, that he always having all sufficiency. Sufficiency means the capacity to always rise to the occasion and never disappointing. Now, you have to realize that so with a prophetic, there's a grace that is released in your life for two things. Number one, to empower you. Hello? I don't want to talk too much about this, but we are familiar with saving grace, but there's also an enabling grace. And the enabling grace is there to empower you to move in obedience. Hello? So that with your obedience, you partner with what God is saying to make it come to pass in your life. Hello? 
If I was to use this microphone, for instance, to speak, if I talk like this, hello? You can hear me different. When I put the microphone, what does the microphone do? It amplifies my voice. And that's what the enabling grace of God will do for you. That when you partner with your obedience, you will then see what God is saying coming to pass in a way that it wouldn't have happened before. The reason what I'm saying is I'm balancing myself before I get into the other side of what I'm saying. Is that I continue to see people in the body of, uh, in the body of Christ recycle seasons. Even after they get prophesied over. And then they would say things like, well, you know, I got this word. But, uh, you know, man, the big black man was there and he gave a word. And uh, I've been holding on to this word. And some people would say, I've been holding on to this word since 1965. And, you know, I don't know. I wonder if this is a false prophet or this was really not from God. But what they don't realize is that the prophetic will never veto your disobedience. Hello? So this is not a charm. This is not magic. This is not witchcraft. Hello? So what I'm giving you is a top line blessing. But as a bottom line responsibility. So, in other words, listen, just because that season changed on the Gregorian calendar, a prophetic league like I'm about to release in your life, that doesn't mean that you're going to have a new year. Hello? There's certain things that you are going to have to do to partner with God. So that what he has in, 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 in stock for you, in store for you, will come to pass. Very, very important. So, you have to realize that In Jewish literature, in ancient Jewish literature, in the Talmud language, you have to understand that when Jewish people, when they look at numbers, they don't just see numbers. That numbers are connected to letters, they're connected to pictures, and they are very strategic. That Jewish people understood that that God's calendar is revelatory in terms of Given us what are the possibilities that are spiritually locked in a season. And that in the Jewish calendar, Rosh Hashanah, we are in the year 5784. So 5700 simply means, may it be the year of. Hello? 80, we are in the decade of the mouth, pay, like my last name. I mean, you know, God knew what he was doing when he was giving me that name. Big mouth. No. Thank you for your support. Pay means mouth, face, breath. We are in the decade of pay. Hello? Three is gamel or camel. We just cross over from the year of the camel. And four, dalat, is door. Hello? It's door. We are in the season. So what are the... What are the marks? What are the possibilities? What, what are the possibilities that God has placed into this new season? This season we're in is marked with an open door. Genesis 1, 14. God said, let it be light in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night. Let him serve a sign to mark sacred times, days, and year. So the mark God has placed in this year is the mark of an open door.
I came to declare to you and prophesy to this church that 2024 is the year of the open door. I wonder if Mr. Amen has left the building. Hello? And the way you read it in the Hebrew 3 is camel. Gamel. Hello? And the gamel is going after the Dalet. Camel, bounty carrier, the one who carries the reward, the one who carries the bounty to bring a repayment. Hello? Is chasing after the Dalet. That door, Dalet, open door, is also a picture of a poor man who has no sense of owning what he has, but there's a pathway that leads him into the destiny. And so when the Hebrew people, when they look at this, one of the pictograph is the picture of a wealthy man chasing after a poor man. I'm here to tell you today that this is a season of an open door. And I'm here to tell you that the camel, the camel, the bounty carrier, the one who carries the reward and the repayment is chasing after after the poor man and God is about to open a door for somebody in this season I don't know who I'm preaching to come on now the word door door it means threshold gateway access point of an opportunity hello it was also at the door at the door in the ancient times in biblical time where elder they, they sat at the door to place to bring judgment on matters i don't know who i'm preaching to god is opening up a door of adjudication in this season some of you in the last five years you you lost things and some of you in the last five years some of you have been in litigation some of you have been there's some unjust things that have been happening in your life but get ready because in this season God is about to reverse come on injustice in your family injustice in your finances injustice in your business come on somebody oh the rich man is chasing after the poor man the camels are coming the bounty carrier the one who brings the repayment is going through the open door something supernatural is coming Glory be to God. Shout glory three times. Come on, every opportunity has a door. Hello? And so, it's a so door, an entrance. It can be an entrance, an entrance to a new dimension. Entrance to a new dimension, just like when you go from the outside to the inside, you go through a door. It's a new dimension. How many of you remember the guy called uh, Clark Kent, whatever his name was? Don't raise your hand. Superman. Here we go. Somebody got what I'm talking about. He went in the telephone booth as a regular guy. He came out on the other side in another dimension as Superman. Come on. God is opening up a door for somebody. You've been in one dimension, but God is opening up a door that is going to lead you into another dimension. Oh my God. Oh, Saul, receive a word. You will go up to the garrison with the Philistine. Hey, the spirit of the Lord will come over you and you will begin to prophesy and you will change into another man. In other words, when you get into that place, you will shift dimension in the spirit. Somebody is about to shift dimension in the spirit. God is opening up a door for somebody. It also means stepping into a new atmosphere. Somebody say atmosphere. 
Oh, yes. Atmosphere. You know, when you go outside and it's cold and when you come inside, it's warm. It's a change of atmosphere. And you got to understand that atmosphere are the result of spiritual influence. That the response to a spiritual influence will create an atmosphere. If that atmosphere is sustained, it changes into a climate. If it is sustained, it changes into stronghold. If it is sustained, it changes into belief system. If it is changed, it is sustained. It changes into culture. Hello? Atmosphere are created by spiritual influence. I remember last year I came to California. We've been preaching in California for many years. There are moments that we contain and pray for rain, for the rain to come, the rain to come. And I remember last year we were here the first week of January doing a meeting in Sacramento. There was a flood. (laughs) Trees falling everywhere, power lines everywhere. I mean, people still braved it and came to church. And I remember I was watching the news. I was watching the weatherman. Thank you for your support. I mean, uh, when we look at them as prophets, I wonder what, I wonder what, we don't say, I wonder what the Lord has to say. I wonder what they have to say about the weather. How many of you check on the weather before you came this morning? Hello? So sometimes they are false prophets. <laughs> Thank you for your support. But anyway, they talk about atmospheric rivers. That California hadn't had atmospheric rivers in nine years. And they said in that one Week, California had nine atmospheric rivers. And that was the reason why there was so much rain and so much flood. And I was sitting there and the prophet and me jumped and said, that's right. Hello, I'm here to tell you that something is shifting in California. God is opening up spiritual atmospheric rivers. Come on, somebody. Hey, there's a rain that is coming. There's a fire that is coming. There's a revival that is coming because God is opening up a door in the realm of the spirit and the bounty carrier. Come on, the camels are coming. The one who brings the reward, who brings the anointing who brings the fire is coming up to change things in California. I'm here to prophesy open door in Stockton. Let it be an open heaven. Let it be a revival. Hey, Los Angeles, the Bay Area, Sacramento. Come on. From the north to the south, let it be an open heaven and a revival. Come on, somebody. Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 3. He says, you've been wandering around this hill country long enough. Somebody say long enough. You've been wandering around this hill country long enough. Turn north. You know, you know what, it, what it means to go south, right? When they say, and the stock market is headed south again. Hello? So when they say south, usually it is a negative connotation. When they say your health is going south. Your money is going south. Your relationships are going south. Hello? That is a negative connotation. And they were stuck in this mountain for a long time. Going around the same mountain. You know, being stuck simply means that you cannot move beyond where you are. Some people are stuck in a job that they hate. But they need the moolah and the Benjamin to pay the bills. People are stuck in a relationship that does not work. Hello? Stuck. When you are stuck, it's like you have this bag of ready mixed concrete pour all over you. And you don't have a forward motion. 
And God is saying, you've been stuck around this mountain long enough. Oh, I don't know who this word is for. Hey, how many of you would say, I'm tired of this level. I'm tired of this level spiritually, economically, relationally. I'm tired of struggling in my health. But the Lord sent me here to tell you, you've been around this mountain long enough. I'm opening up a door, the dialect, an open door, and the bounty carrier is coming. Oh, the wealthy man is chasing after the poor man. A power is coming to Lift you from where you are and move you north. Come on, your money is about to move north. Your health is about to move north. Your relationships are about to move north. The Spirit of God is stirring the atmosphere with a great force. Shout is my season for an open door. It's my season for many open doors. I wonder if Mr. Amen has left the building. So I went, when I came to throw us to preach the gospel, a door was opened to me by the Lord. Why does God open doors? It's important for us to put this into focus. And I'm going to make it quickly because I don't have a lot of time to really expand on what I would like I want to. Number one, God opened doors. Hello? For life work. Somebody say life work. Life work. God opened a door for Paul. He went to Ephesus. And he became an instrument of healing. Deliverance. Hello? So God opened a door for him. And Paul opened a door for other people. God's wonders supports God's work. So God opened a door for you. So that you can turn around and open a door for other people. Thank you for your support. Number two. I can say more about it but let me move right along. Number two. God opened doors so that we can be life witnesses. Paul said pray for me. So that I may have utterance. So, you have to realize, it's all about being a witness. Yes, it's not just about the big house, the big cars, the money. Yes, the pipe that pipes out the water is going to be wet. There's nothing wrong with all of that. But don't get caught up in the things. Because that's the least. You'll be blessed. But it's about understanding. It's about life work. It's about you being a witness. We have 8 billion people living in the world. 2.5 or 2.4 billion profess to be Christians. That include evangelicals, Catholics, and all kinds of people. So even that number of people that are really saved is lower than that. So we still have a big chunk. You know, you know, 6 point something billion people who need to hear the gospel. And you may not call to go like some of us and fill stadiums in some countries and preach to thousands of people. He says, go ye all over the world. But your world is the road you travel to every day. The people you see, your neighborhood, your job, 
Hello? Go ye. There's, you got to have a go ye. Go ye. Life witnesses. Hey, there was a man called John. He was not the light. But he was called to be witness of the light. You function in what I call the law of reflection. Object that reflects the light are not subject, are not source of the light, but they reflect the light. And that's what you are called to. Okay, let me move fast now. What you have to realize is this. The reason why you need this message is so critical, you know, is that most of you, in many cases, what you're believing God for, sometimes the difference between you and what you believe is a closed door. Luke 11, a man had visitors coming in the night. He went to see his friend. His friend said, I'm already in bed with my children. Hello? So what he had was on the other side of the door. The story of the ten virgins, the five wise ones, and the five foolish. When the bridegroom delay, five, their oil was not enough. So when they asked the five wise ones if they could borrow some of their oil, they said, you go, you go to the people who sell the oil. So oil, tap and shadow of the anointing. So if you lose the anointing, go back to the one who produces the anointing. So they went back and got the oil. But when they came back, even having the oil and the anointing, still the door was shut. So in other words, even being anointed is not enough. You have a lot of people who are anointed and gifted, but the problem is that there's a closed door. So what I'm trying to say here this morning, I want to talk very quickly about the mystery behind closed doors. If you don't understand, yes, God has marked this season with a possibility of open doors. But if you don't understand the mystery behind closed doors, you'll live a frustrated life. Hello? So very quickly, I'm going to do this really fast. All right? Number one. I talk about the mystery. If you're looking for a title for this message, it's the mystery behind closed doors. Number one, you got to understand that all doors, shut all doors, are closed by default. Hello? So it does not matter what treasure is in them. All doors are closed by default. Whether it's human products, all doors are closed by default. How many of you left your car open in the parking lot this morning? Don't raise your hand. This is not an article. How many of you will leave your house open when you go on vacation? You'll probably find some squatters in there when you, by the time you get back if you live in California. <laughs> Even the police won't be able to help them get out. Even in heaven when there's no evil, there are doors and doors are closed. All doors are closed by default. What does that mean to you? Yes, it's a season of an open door, but what God is saying to you is, Don't get intimidated when you see a closed door. Because it's a default position. Very quickly. Number two. Doors are closed to manage access. To manage and restrict access until permission is granted. Hello? Until permission is granted. To manage and restrict access until permission is granted. And this is to prevent abuse. I know there are many professional people here. And when you, you know, 
If you want to ever go to a doctor's office or a dentist's office or whatever, the secretary is going to ask you, do you have an appointment? Thank you for your support. The reason is, is to manage and restrict access until permission is granted to prevent abuse. Okay? Moving right along. Number three, door, closed doors or sealed door. The reason why they're closed is to increase the value of a product. Hello? Have you, isn't that a true that if you buy something and you get it in the mail and it is open, that you will not use it because it came and the seal was open? As a matter of fact, there are some disclaimers in some product that you receive that said, if open when received, do not use, return the product. So products that are sealed and closed, the reason they're sealed and closed, they add value and authenticity to the product. Now spiritually here, it becomes very important. So sometimes God will close a door. It's not the work of the devil. The reason why the door is closed is because you are in a season of preparation. And God is saying, you don't want to be seen before you are finished. Isn't that the truth? That when the widow of the prophet in 2 Kings chapter 4 came to see the prophet and said, My husband, your servant, feared the Lord. He died and left her into a credibility gap. And the prophet Elisha said to her, What is it that you have in your house? She said, I have just a little jar of oil. He said, Go out and borrow vessels. Not just a few, even empty vessels. But then he says, when you, you and your son come in, close the door as you begin to pour the oil. In other words, don't let people see you while you're preparing. Because if people see you while they're, you're preparing, they will not put value on the product. This is the whole reason why Jesus did not have an effective ministry in Nazareth. Because he grew in wisdom and stature in favor with man and God. And people saw him growing up while he was being prepared. And because of the sin of familiarity, they didn't respect the anointing. And the anointing you do not respect is the anointing you will not receive. Honor comes before impartation. Impartation is a spiritual system of the transfer of possibilities in the kingdom. But he said a prophet is not without honor except in his own, among his own family members. Why? Because they saw him while he was being made. Hello? So when God is working on you, he will close the door. And isolation precedes elevation. But many of us want elevation, want to be in the limelight, but we don't want to go through a process of preparation. And this is the danger of self-promotion. Hello? Remember before photography went digital on us? Thank you for your support. How many of you remember Kodak? You took the picture, and if it was on this edge, you would take it to someone who has the mechanism to develop film, and most of these films were developed in the dark. Hello? Come on now. If you give him the film and he said, listen, it's going to take several hours, buddy. You're like, no, 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 no. I'm an Instagram star and I'm addicted to like, 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 like. 
I get easily depressed after I put my picture on Instagram. And after three minutes, there's no like. I'm like losing it. I have a migraine headache. Please don't raise your hand. This is not an auto call. Those of you who are addicted to like, 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 like. Listen, you're not defined by the likes of many. You're defined by the likes of the one who said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will always be there with you. Hello? So what he would do is, he would take that film and soak it in a liquid. And leave it in a dark room for a while. Shout preparation. Hello, the door is shut. It is dark. But something is being developed. And if you go through the process, when they bring it out, you can actually see what's in the picture. But if you violate the process and come out earlier, we will not not even be able to identify what you're supposed to be. That's the danger of self-promotion. Because now you'll be seen before you're finished and we don't even know what you're supposed to look like. (laughs) Hello? So, Obadiah, Jezebel was killing the prophets. And Obadiah hid prophets by groups of 50 in the cave. They were eating bread, drinking water. Men shall not live by bread alone. But every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Bread, the word, water, the spirit. So when God hides you, he's feeding you, he's developing you. You are in isolation being prepared for elevation. Oh, you're getting some Bible basic instruction before leaving the earth. You're getting some hope, some higher operation preparing you for elevation. You are in a season of isolation, ready for elevation, but you are in preparation. And when preparation meets opportunity, destiny is born. But don't get out of that process. The door is being closed, but God is adding value in you. He's putting gifting and anointing to lift you higher do you remember when American Idol came out I know you are very spiritual you don't you don't watch that Pastor Mark was not looking to see who raised his hands but when American Idols came out they got this panel and there was a guy there Simon Cowell he was you know people said he was mean but he was just brutally honest and there was a guy that got up there to sing he was singing, you know, he, 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 you know, he got some moxie going on. He, he, he thought he was, he was, he was, he was it. And someone said, nah, pam. The other just, pam, no, pam. You know, when they hit that button, that's a now, that's, nah, pam, pam. The young man was really mad. He came closer to the table of the judges. And he said, he took the water and sp- splashed it on their face. And he said, my mama said I could sing. He found out on national television in front of millions of people that not everybody listens to music with their womb. That people actually use their ears to listen to music. Thank you for your support. You know what mama do? Mama, mama will encourage you. Oh, you are the best. You are the world. It's like that lady that got up to sing at a church at a big conference. She got up to sing and she said, well, you know, I want you all to be in agreement with me this morning. The devil told me I couldn't sing. 
And she got up there to sing and she butchered that song. The pastor got the microphone and he said, well, sister, if the devil told you that, then that's probably the first time he told the truth. Hello? What happens when you come out of the cave before your time? You'll be seen before you're finished. But I want you to understand, it says that John the Baptist stay in the wilderness until his time of appearing. And that means that there was a moment when God opened a door and put him on the scene. He was released, glory be to God, and he was a force to reckon with. Ah, I love one of the name of God. His name is Jehovah Jeshurun. The God rides on the wings of the wind. I'm telling you that there comes a season where the wind of the Holy Ghost is going to breathe on your ministry, breathe on your business, breathe on your life. And after isolation, preparation, elevation is coming and nobody can stop you because now the God will rise on the wings of the wind is lifted you up far above opposition far above impossibility and you become a sign to your generation for 30 years they didn't hear about Jesus until John said behold the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world I don't know who I'm preaching to but God is going to use somebody to announce you I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I'm here to prophesy a door is about to open up that is going to usher the next season of your business, the next season of your family, the next season of your ministry, the next season of your life. God is about to announce you. Come on, somebody. Your star is about to shine. What was the thing that caused? Wise men to follow a star, starting a journey over a year to come and worship a baby that could not even say thank you. Why? The star was shining because God had had announced that the Messiah was coming. What was the thing? What was the technology that brought animals in the ark? It's because God had announced something in the realm of the spirit. I don't know who I'm preaching to. This is your season. For an open door. The dialect, the open door is opening. The camels are coming. The bounty carrier, the one who brings, who carries the repayment is coming. And God is opening a door for something new and fresh. Shout glory three times. One more thing. Doors are closed. I'm talking about the mysteries behind closed doors. Doors are closed. I'm almost there now. They are closed for preservation and protection. When Noah built the ark, hello? It was after they got all the animals got in. After he got in, it says God closed the door. Hello? Very important. God closed the door for what? For preservation and for protection. If you don't understand this, you'll be frustrated sometimes when the door is closed. Now, some of you, when you were going, you were in high school and you were dating the captain of the football team, you had made it. 
you were it. And then he dumped you like a bad habit after he fell in love with this other person. And suddenly, you were depressed. At your young age, you already wanted to take Prozac. I watched a testimony. Somebody was talking, a 13-year-old. I've been through so much in my life. 13. Being told so much in my life. It's amazing how people don't know how to put things in perspective. Oh my God. I'm losing it. It's the end of the world. Captain of the football team dumped me. Fast forward. 25 years later. Now you're married but a wonderful. You got three children. Called signs, wonders and miracles. Don't raise your hand. It's not an article. And then you, 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 you hear about what happened to the captain of the football team. He's serving a life sentence in the penitentiary. He killed his last girlfriend. He was like a drug dealer. Hello? He has broken the arm of the last three girls that he was with. He was violent. And suddenly, you raise your hand and say, thank you, Lord. I'm so glad we broke up. Hello? If you, un- I know hindsight is better than foresight, but if you understand what I'm talking about, you, the longer you serve the Lord, you will thank God, not just for open doors. You will thank God for closed doors. Come on, somebody. That you understand the mystery behind closed doors. That sometimes, come on, rejection is redirection. Rejection is protection. Come on, the reason why that door closed is because God has something better for you. Don't lose your mind over the one that left you. Because you're going to need your mind for the one that is coming. Don't lose your mind over the job that fire you. Because you're going to need your mind for the business opportunity that God is releasing your way. Come on, somebody. The camels are coming. The bounty carrier is coming. The dialect is open. Hey, when one door closes, a bigger and a better door will open. But you got to learn how to hold God's hand from the closed door into the next open door. Come on, somebody. And lastly, doors are closed to limit progress and freedom. And this is really what this message is for. Some doors, the devil closes to stop what God is trying to do in your life. And this is what, for these types of doors is what this word, prophetic word is for. And for those doors that God wants to open, that the devil closes, you need supernatural power. And we're going to talk about it tonight. How you can partner with the prophetic to open doors. Hello? How many of you know Paul said I wanted to come to you. But Satan hindered me. If Satan can hinder the man who wrote two thirds of the New Testament. He can hinder you. He can hinder your blessing. He can hinder the connection that needs to happen. Between you and somebody else. I'm going to pause here. This message. And we're going to pick up back this evening. Come back. We're going to learn. How then you can contend and partner with the prophetic to open doors that needs to be opened. We are prophetic and spiritual people. 
But we're not just floating in the clouds. We are people of purpose, destiny, and intelligence. Because if you don't understand what I'm teaching to you, you're going you're gonna, to, if you don't have discernment, listen, one, one of the biggest strategy of the enemy is deception. And one of the biggest need in the body of Christ is discernment. And if you don't have discernment, you're going to be deceived. And you are going to try to open doors that are supposed to be closed. And getting frustrated over it. But when you have discernment and you have an understanding. Hello? Paul said, I went up by revelation. Hello? A revelation will lift you up. That's what's even happening here this morning. So, I want to stop here. I want to, you know, maybe pray and prophesy over a couple of people. And, but before we even, uh, before we, we bring this to, a, to, a, to an end, you know, John Wesley, John Wesley was the founder of the Methodist church movement. And he already graduated from Oxford, already graduated from Oxford. You know, when he, he grew up in a home where... You know, there was no escape when it came to proficiency in scriptures. He was one of 19 children. His father didn't watch much television. (laughs) Thank you for your support. And and the mother made sure that they memorized Baba verses in Greek and in Hebrew. And he went to Oxford. He was already a minister. Now he's on his way. This is what you would consider a Bible scholar. 32 or 33 years of age, he felt the call to come to America to minister to the Indians in Georgia. And so they didn't have airplane back then, so he was on a ship. And on the ship, he noticed these people were doing menial job, not being paid. And when they were mistreated, they didn't respond in kind. And suddenly there was a big storm, and everybody looks like they're going to die. But he saw these Moravians. They were all singing and praising the Lord in the middle of the storm. And after the storm, he woke up to the leader and said, your wife, your children, your men, they were all singing. Well, your wife and your kids, when they're afraid of dying during the storm, I don't know who I'm talking to today. I want you to understand your stance of faith in the middle of the storm will become a revelation about God to somebody that is watching you. Because the leader said. Are you born again? Have you accepted Jesus Christ. As your personal Lord and Savior. And John said. He mumbled something. But he knew that he wasn't saved. With all his proficiency in scriptures. He wasn't saved. Hello. Friends. Knowing how to swim does not make you a fish. And going to church does not make you a child of God. Reading your Bible does not make you a child of God. Hello? To be a fish, you must be created by God as a fish. To be a child of God, you must be born again. You must repent from your sins and ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior. I want to, my first prayer today is for all of you today. Number one, if you're here today and you never asked Jesus to come into your heart. I want to pray for you. Number two, if you're here today, maybe you asked Jesus 
to come in your life, but you're not living right. Or number three, if you're here today, you're not sure that if you die today, you'll go to heaven. Or number four, if you're here today, you're bound by habits that does not glorify God. Maybe it's pornography. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's something else. You need deliverance. Hello? I want you to realize that today he's saying, listen, he's knocking at the door of your heart. They say, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Today. Today. God is not ashamed to be called your father. Jesus is not ashamed to be called your savior. You are never too low to be lifted. You are never too dirty to be cleansed. You are never too lost to be found. You are never too broken to be mended. God loves you. And he wants to give you a brand new start. Every eye closed and every hair bowed. Draw a circle around you. It's not about the person on your left or on your right. You heard the message today. Would you open the door of your heart to say yes to God? If you're any of these four conditions, you say, pray for me. I want to get right with God today. I'm going to start the new year right. You say, Lord, I'm going to open the door of my heart. I just want you to raise your hand where you are. You say, pray for me. Raise your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Thank you. Keep your hands raised. Thank you. 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 Keep your hands raised. It's between you and God. I want all those of you that are raising your hand, I want you to take another step of faith. Stand up on your seat. Stand up. Right there, God will meet you. Stand up. Stand up. If you raise your hand and you mean it, stand up. Stand up. Stand up. I'm about to pray. Maybe you should have raised your hand and maybe you should have you should have stood up. You get a second chance. Stand up and join this group before we pray. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now all those of you who are standing, I want you to take another step of faith. I want you to get out of your seat and come down and meet me here in this altar. Come. I'm going to pray for you. Hallelujah. line up here just stretch the line here to the left to the right this is your season hallelujah yeah she you know thank you for coming thank you you to say this prayer with me. Say this after me. Everybody else, let's pray together. Say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. I repent from all my sins and I declare that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I receive the miracle of transformation transformation in my mind transformation in my heart 
I will never be the same. Never again. In Jesus' name. Just raise your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I pray for every hand that is raised. Let the grace of God come. To compel them to walk into new dimensions. If you're online, you pray that prayer. Receive that grace. Now I'm going to pray and prophesy over a couple of people here. Sister over here, the power of God is coming over you. That which has come to afflict you, to afflict your joint, your muscle, is lifting from you. In the center of your spine, you're being touched by the power of God. Your balance is getting touched. In your inner ear, the virtue of God is touching your body. Your immune system is getting quickened. In the name of Jesus, internal organs be healed. Blood pressure be healed. Joints be healed. Power. Receive your miracle now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The hand of the Lord is coming over you, young man. The Lord said, even as I call Joseph, I'm calling you. Set apart from your mother's womb. Yea, even now, there's an impetus of my spirit that's leading you into a higher place of hunger. The Lord said, I'm putting a new rhythm in your spirit. Yea, even now, it's a season of preparation that will lead to a season of participation. But I'm adding value to you. I will synchronize your step as you refuse to lean in your own understanding and acknowledge me in all your ways. And I will cause my wind to propel you into a place of destiny as you partner with my word through obedience said the spirit I will lift you in new places and release my influence in you and through you says the spirit of God touch of God in the name of Jesus hallelujah hallelujah the Lord said I'm, I'm taking away frustration you know what I see I see like a wrinkled garment you know there have been so many things that have caused your spirit to be frustrated because things have not just worked worked out you said I apply myself to do so many things and it looks like I'm going forward three steps but I'm going backward five steps and I'm in the same place and you said I'm going to give it a try this is the season when I hear the spirit of the Lord saying I'm opening a new door a dialect the camels are coming. The bounty carrier is coming. He's going to move forward with the reward of the Lord. Breakthrough. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I see a bridge being built that speaks of connection. And the Lord said, I'm going to connect you. Yes, in the place where you've experienced rejection and where some didn't want to associate with you, they overlooked you. The Lord said, they're going to give you a second look, but guess what? I'm going to bring new company, new relationships. I'm going to connect you in a new and a special way. My favor is going to go before you. The dialect is opening. The one who carries the bounty, the carrier of the reward is coming. Yea, where the seed have been sown in faithfulness and tears, you will reap with joy, says the Spirit of God. 
I release it. The camels are coming. Breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you a family standing here together in the altar? So I'm going to give you a word for your whole household. It says, the Lord gave a word to Jacob. And it became a light over Israel. And God is giving you a word today. That is going to light over your entire household. Hallelujah. I see transition. You've been going through transition. Even as a family. That the last five years where there have been some changes that have taken place. And you've navigated through this sometimes. But struggling to finding the right rhythm because the change and the changes that have come, some of them were unexpected. But I hear the word of the Lord saying, I'm releasing a new grace into your household. According to Romans chapter 5, we are peace with God through Jesus Christ. In this grace in which we stand, power beyond your own ability. For three things your position your experience and your mission grace for the place grace for the case and grace for the race and I see the broken pieces being put together those mosaic things things that have been shattered by experience there's going to be a rebuilding a restoration God is opening a new door the bounty carrier is coming the reward is coming the reward for your seed your harvest is coming I release that word over you today for significant breakthrough even in the arena of business economically the power of God yeah you've said I want to do it for the glory of God and God said yes that which has tried to cause you to go on the side you're coming back into alignment with purpose and the fresh wind of the Holy Ghost is going to lift you into a new place. I said the camels are coming. Your man, God's hand is on you. The enemy has tried to bring distraction to sift you. But even at a young age, you've been marked by God to serve him. Even like Joseph, the favor of the Lord resting upon you to compel sometimes even people of your age to be drawn to you yes you'll be like a lighthouse and a light to shine a spotlight in darkness and show people the way of the Lord but you're going to be in sync with the rhythm of heaven it's going to start in your heart and burn it's going to come out of your mouth it's going to transform your life the power of God moving supernaturally Hallelujah. I see books studying, preparing, reading. <laughs> the season of preparation is going to bring the season of participation. Hallelujah. Hey, the camels are coming. Breakthrough. Somebody shout glory three times. If you need healing, stand up. I know you're supposed to get out at 12. It's 12, 14. But let me just take this one thing. If you need healing, stand up. If you need healing, stand up. And join this group over here. I'm going to pray for you. Hurry up. Join this group. If you need healing, come. Hallelujah.
is here. Hey, the healer is here. Hey, whatever you need. Hey, healing is here. Come on, some of you, I'm telling you, God is about to open a door of healing. Healing is here. So whatever you need, set your faith. The healing is here. The reason why the healing is here, Jesus, the healer, is in the house. Healing is here. Oh, Raise your hand. Father, I thank you for every hand that is raised. People who need healing. People who need miracles. I thank you, Lord, that the dialect is open. The dialect is open. The door is open. The bounty carrier is coming through with healing. Listen, it doesn't take too long. It doesn't take too long. Just make an adjustment in your spirit. Say, I have faith. Say, I'm a believer. I'm not a feeler. I'm a believer. I set my faith to receive my healing. I believe it and I receive it and it's mine now. Take a deep breath. Breathe. Some of you are going to feel something coming over you. Some of you may fall down. Jesus breathed upon his disciples and say, receive the Holy Ghost. May the Holy Spirit lay hands on you. Those of you watching online. Breathe. May the Holy Spirit lay hands on you as you breathe. Oh my gosh. As you breathe in, see the virtue of God going in you. Using the medium of your breath. As you breathe out, see the pain living you. Oh my God. Breathe in faith. In the name of Jesus. I can feel it. It's coming over you. Some of you, you can feel it. Yes. Your knee decided to buckle. Some of you, you can feel a burning sensation on your hand. That is the healing power of God. The Holy Spirit is moving right here from the left to the right. Ushers help us catch people if they fall from the left to the right, even in the back, in the auditorium. The power of God. Breathe in. Now I want you to take your hands, put it where you need healing. I say sickness, lose your hold. Pain, go. Arthritis, go. Blood condition. Nerve condition. Eyes condition. Ears condition. Joint condition. Your neck, your back, your knees, your eyes, your ears. Internal organs. In the name of Jesus, breathe. Sickness, loose your hold. I command the ringing in the ears to stop. I command the deafness to go. I command the tumor, the fibers to dissolve. In the name of Jesus, I speak right now. Breakthrough, miracles, signs, and wonders. Breakthrough, miracles, signs, and wonders. Breakthrough, miracles, signs and wonders. Very quickly, we're going to lay hands on you. Ushers, walk with me and my wife. Somebody follow me. Somebody follow her. Very quickly. Breakthrough, miracles, signs and wonders. Receive your miracle. Receive. 
your miracle now be healed breathe receive your miracle receive your miracle receive your miracle now rise and be healed in the name of the Lord rise and be healed in the name of the Lord oh my gosh rise I'm not done praying don't go back to your seat yet receive receive your breakthrough receive your miracle receive it now Receive in the name of Jesus. The power of God is moving to touch you, to heal you. Now, rise and be healed in the name of the Lord. Receive your miracle. Receive your miracle. Usher's help. Receive your miracle. Usher's help. Receive your breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Everybody that has been prayed for, listen to me. One more instruction. There are two ways Jesus healed people. You know, a small percentage of people that he healed, he healed them through a method called oima. Say oima. That is the Greek word for healing. Gifts of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12, the gifts of healing. It says oima. Actually, in biblical days when you were sick, you went to see an oima. It's a term, Greek word for medical doctor. Hello? And that also speaks of gradual healing. So, as a leper went, they were healed. That's one way. But 95%, somebody say 95%, of all the miracles that Jesus performed, it happened through something called terapeo. Say terapeo. That's what, you know, Jesus went around and healed. That's terapeo. Terapeo is what you get the word therapy. So he will pray for them. He minister healing to them. And listen very careful. They will have to do something in response to the healing they receive. So pick up your bed and walk. Hello? Stretch forth your hand. Step into the therapy of God. Now all of you that have received prayer, here's what I want you to do. I want you to step into the therapy. Begin to do something you couldn't do. If you have one bad eye, one good eye, close the good one, try to see to the bad one. If your knees bother you, move, try to scoot down. Move. If you have a back problem, move, move your back, move your neck. Everybody here, do something. 95% of people who were healed, that's how it happened. Hello? Everybody, physically, exercise. Move your hands, move your feet, move. Everybody, move. You'll be amazed how many people get healed just doing this. Move and say, I receive. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed by stripes. I am healed. Come on. Move your body. Hallelujah. And then when you do this, what do you do? You start to thank God. Thank God for your healing. Come on. Thank God. Thank God. Open your mouth. Thank God. I am healed. My back is better. My shoulder. Come on. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
All right, we are. Praise God. Are you blessed today? Hallelujah. How many of you felt the power of God this morning? Raise your hand. How many of you are blessed by this word? How many of you are lifted? Now listen to this. Jesus healed 10 lepers. But only one was grateful to say thank you. He said, have I not healed 10? How come there's only one who comes back to say thank you? Hello? But you know what? He got more out of that encounter than the other nine because he was grateful. Leprosy was a disease that didn't leave your body the way it found it. You would lose body part, nose, ears. So they, the ten were healed, but only one was whole. When he came back to say thank you, Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. And all the missing part just appear. His gratitude opened up a new dimension for his miracle. How many of you are thankful this morning? And you're not going to be like the nine. Now by a show of hands, if, if you felt the power of God this morning, raise your hand. And you're grateful. By a show of hands, you came here this morning. You, have a, you, are, you had a discomfort, a pain or something. After prayer, you feel better and you're thankful. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Now, how many of you would say that you came here this morning, you had a, a pain or something that was not right, and you are healed. You are healed and you're thankful that you are healed. Raise your hand. If you receive a healing this morning, you are completely healed. The pain is gone and you are healed and you're thankful. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. If you're healed. Now, don't, don't raise your hand just to say by faith. No. If you are really healed, raise your hand. And we're going to thank God. Okay, keep your hands up if you're healed. Now, I want you to stand up if you're healed. Raise your hand. And then we're going to, do, we're going to thank God. Stand up if you're healed. You're healed this morning, not by faith. You're healed. Stand up. Raise your hand. Now, I want everybody to look at the hands. that are, Keep your hands up if you're healed. If you're healed, keep your hands up. Now, everybody, turn around. Let's look at all the hands that are raised. Please raise your hands up. Wait, wait, wait. Raise your hands high if you're healed and wave. If you're healed. Okay, now turn around and look at those hands that are waving. And let's give God the glory. I said, let's give God the glory. Thank you. Now, very quickly, I want to take a couple of testimonies. If you are healed and you want to be like the one, I want you to step out here in the front. Raise your hand and step, step here in the front. If you are healed, step forward here. Step forward. Thank you. Stand here in front of me. If you are healed, stand here in front of me. Stand here. All those who are healed, stand here. Stand here. Thank you. Shoulder to shoulder. Line up. Shoulder to shoulder. If you are healed, stand here. Stand here. Make a straight line. Stand over here if you are healed. Amen. And then turn around and look at the church. Turn around. Turn around. Testimony is for the church. Turn around. Turn around. Turn around and wave your hands. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God the glory for every hand that is raised. Amen. So very quickly, just just give me the short version. We're going to go rapid fire. My name is so and so. This is what was wrong. This is what God did. And we're going to give the glory. Amen. Here. Hi. I've been struggling struggling with a lot of pain and I felt, I feel good. The pain is gone. Yes. How long you had the pain? I don't know. Quite a while. Quite a while. Amen. Pain free. Amen. Give the glory to God. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you. Yes. Yes. 
Okay, I fell and cracked my skull and oh, no. had I had surgery and if I move my head like this and like this it would make me so dizzy I'd almost I'd fall down if somebody wasn't with me and God touched them. as soon as you had touched my head I felt the power of God healed. hallelujah it's gone it's gone hey come on somebody give to the Lord a shout of praise thank you thank you God bless you not only that I'm 89. Oh, I see. <laughs> and God is doing awesome things for me. Amen. Come on, somebody. Give to the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. I had uh, pain in my knees. I, uh, joints. All yes. my joints were really... And I can just... <laughs> I got heels on. <laughs> hey! It's gone. Oh, yes. And my back was hurting. And woo, I'm like, <laughs> you feel good. I feel younger. <laughs> Amen. Come on, somebody. Give to the Lord a shout of praise. Yes. My dog bit me on this wrist. And ever since then, I could barely move my hands. Plus, I had corporal tunnel on it. My hands were real numb. And I couldn't even bend them like this that I'm doing now. And I still can't bend that little finger, but it's bending. It's bending. It's going to bend like the other ones. And this one, too, I had surgery done on this one. And I can still, I almost couldn't bend this one, but now I can bend it a lot better. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on, somebody. Yes, praise the Lord. Um, I walk on my feet a lot because I don't have a car anymore. Um, and a lot of times, you know, my feet will just be throbbing and throbbing when I'm sitting. And right now the pain is gone. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. My name is Steve. I had uh, pain in my right shoulder from uh, lifting weights back in 97. Hey. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes. Uh, I just had some pain in my shoulders, and it's been going on for a little bit of a while with training and all that. And uh, you know, it's 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 a lot less, and I can you know I can feel like you know move around this whole time since I've been here. I've been you know doing this the whole time, and I don't feel any tightness, and I feel feel pretty loose. So, Amen. Lord of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes. I'm 62 years old, and my knees just give out. But today I can move my left knee without any pain or creaking. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes. I'm 60 years old and uh, I'm real healthy. I can do everything I want. But when I went to the doctor, you're saying I'm going to probably have some cancer in me. But I believe I'm healed. I have no cancer in me whatsoever. I've always had a knee issue since I uh, grew up uh, really fast physically. And, um... I've always been struggled with bending down and doing a doing a full squat. So me being a basketball player, it's kind of hard to train for the season. But I believe that I can do a full squat now. Amen. You want to squat for us? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's give the glory to God. Jesus is the healer. Say Jesus is the healer. Amen. So listen. Use your social media, your text message. Invite somebody. We're going to have more time to minister to people tonight. Amen.